Thanks for joining me for Episode 7 of the Field Quiver Outdoors Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you'll know whenever new content drops. If you enjoy the show and want to know how you can support us, the three easiest ways are to give us a good rating and review, let some friends know about the show, and possibly even the easiest and quickest way and the one that I would appreciate the most would be just say a quick little prayer of support for both the show and myself. But if you're interested in supporting the show financially, you can do that too uh, by buying some Field Quiver Outdoors swag or making a donation at fieldquiveroutdoors.com. Before we move into my conversation with the Bass Chaplain, Chris Wells, there are a few things I want to mention that have come across my radar since the last episode released that might be of interest to you. Now, this is something that I'll probably start doing regularly at the beginning of the episodes. And keep in mind, I'm in South Carolina, primarily looking for events and activities that I can take my kids to. So most of what I mention will most likely be pertinent to South Carolina or one of our neighboring states. But there will be news and events that I find out about that are either online or in other locales. So if you know of something in your area that you think might be of interest to me or to the listeners, shoot me an email at jody at fieldquiveroutdoors.com and let me know. And who knows, it, it might even be something that gets mentioned in a future episode. Now, starting with something that kicked off yesterday that was on my radar, it began yesterday, which was Thanksgiving, and it runs through January 1st, 2024, which is put on by the South Carolina State Park System, and it's called the Dashing Through the Parks Scavenger Hunt. Now, this is something that I'm going to work on doing with my family, and it is an event that I'll put a link in the show notes section for you to read more about and get more details on to see if it's something you may be interested in if you're in South Carolina. But in a nutshell, what it is is you download an app called Goose Chase, find the Dashing Through the Park Scavenger Hunt experience, sign up for it as a participant, and start completing the missions that are listed. Now, initially, there were 23 missions uh, when this event went live. Now, since it went live, they actually added two events for yesterday, for Thanksgiving, that had to be completed on Thanksgiving. But there are several events that are date and location specific, but there are a lot that you can do at any time over the period of the event, which is through January 1st. And some of them you can even do at home. You don't even have to go to a South Carolina State Park. But just as an example, my family already has 14 points, and we would probably have... Let's see, I did the math on it earlier, but it would be over 30 points, I think close to 35 points, if we did all of the missions that could be done without even leaving the house. So they have two things, two levels that they have already announced that or you can receive awards at or potentially receive prizes for. At the 50-point level, you'll receive a prize pack that includes the event-themed notebook, beanie, and koozie. And at the 80-point threshold, 
anyone who accumulates 80 points will be put into a drawing, which according to the website, uh, will have over, I believe it was $3,500 worth of state park gift cards. I may be wrong on that number. Don't quote me on that number, but it is a significant amount of gift cards to the South Carolina state parks. So we'll probably be close to the 50 after our next park visit. So again, that's just doing things over two days. And while it already has a lot of missions, I fully expect them to add more because, I mean, they added two missions the day that the event went live. So it's quite possible that they'll add more events over the coming weeks while the event goes on until January 1st. And since we're slightly on the topic of Christmas, uh, let's go ahead and talk about something that uh, MEPS Lures released earlier this week. They have released their 2023 Christmas lure, which is pretty cool. Uh, it looks to me, the design looks like it's the elf on the shelf fishing in a glass fishbowl trying to catch goldfish, which is kind of cool. Now, they have three options of this lure. They have uh, two with hooks. One has a plain hook. One is a dressed hook. And they also have a hookless ornament option. Now, a few days after they released this year's ornament, they also came out with a limited edition set of the six previous lures that they've come out since they started doing the Christmas lures in 2017. So this set also has options, only two options for it though. You can get the Christmas ornament option, which does not have hooks, or you can get one that does have hooks and all of the hooks are dressed. Now, if you're curious about these because you want to buy them and you'll actually fish with them, they are their size three, which for those not familiar with MEP sizing, they are a quarter ounce lures. Now, as far as pricing goes, uh, the single lure for this year is $7.35 if you go with either the ornament option or the dressed hook option. The plain hook option is $5.25. Now, as far as the sets go, they are listed at $46.45 on the MEPS website per set. And again, that's for the six lures that they came out with from 2017 to 2022. And it's, you pick your style, all of the lures in the set that you choose will be the same. It'll either be with the dressed hooks or the ornaments, which are hookless. Now, if you pay attention and you want a full, complete, truly complete set, then you'll have to buy the set of six and this year's because this year's is not included in the set. The set only has the lures from 2017 to 2022. Now, speaking of ornaments, here's an idea for your decorations for an activity you can do with your kids. Whenever you go to state parks, national parks, 
uh, a lot of these outdoor uh, tourist sites have uh, these, which these are the hiking stick medallions. This one just happens to be one that I purchased last year when I went to Kiwi Toxaway State Park here in South Carolina. Originally, I had planned to use these to flatten them out, use them on the wall of my shop as essentially a wallpaper. But uh, I decided a few days ago that what I'm actually going to do with them is cut small sections of wood from uh, scrap pieces that I find in, in the woods around the house, most likely cedar, since there's a, an abundance of that uh, where I live, and cut small sections of the cedar, uh, attach these medallions to them, and make ornaments out of them. That way, what I can do is once Christmas is over with and we put up the trees and put the decorations up, I can still take these ornaments and put them on a shelf in the shop and just still display them year round. And then at Christmas time, once we have enough, we'll probably have a tree dedicated to just these ornaments. So that might be something for you to think about if you're looking for a unique way to commemorate your visits to these outdoor tour sites uh, that you can still show year round, but you can put even more emphasis on them at the holidays at Christmas by having a dedicated tree just to these. And then when your your family gets together, when your kids are older, they can look at these and, and the memories come back of, of the visits to these different sites. Now, the last thing that's on my radar that I'm going to mention this week is that over the last few days, the Bassmaster Elite Series, as well as the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, have officially announced the anglers that will comprise their respective rosters for 2024. And you may have noticed that most of the things on my radar for this episode are fishing related, which is, it wasn't intentional, but it is appropriate since my guest for this episode is none other than the Bass Chaplain, Chris Wells. Now, Chris is a native of Somerton, South Carolina, which is near the Santu Cooper Lakes, and he's a graduate of Francis Marion University. He attended Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary before serving as a youth minister for 15 years. He established well-spoken ministries and moved into full-time evangelism in 2004. He's an avid angler with a self-diagnosed sickness for professional bass fishing. And Chris was asked to serve as the chaplain for the Bassmaster Elite Tours Angler, which he has faithfully done since 2009. Chris has a passion for sharing the gospel with the lost, and I've had the privilege of hearing him speak twice, once where the main audience was a group of boys, and then again when his message was aimed at men. But both were spectacular, powerful events where tales were told and the gospel was given. If you've never had the opportunity to hear Chris speak, then I would encourage you to follow him on Instagram, which I'll have his username in the show notes of the section, as well as a link to his website. But on Instagram, Chris will oftentimes put any upcoming speaking engagements he has, which are open to the public. If it's close to you, then definitely I would say if you can, go and hear him. If not, but you're looking for a speaker at an event that you're putting on, 
then you can reach out to him and see about having him come and speak at your event. But now, I present to you my conversation with Mr. Chris Wells, the Bass Chaplain. You are the Bass Chaplain. Tell me what exactly that means. Well, that's a great question. You know, I grew up uh, loving the sport of bass fishing. All my heroes were bass pros. I collected big league bass pro cards. I've got about every Bassmaster episode from 1985 to the present on tape. It was kind of a sickness with me. In 2008, uh, the Bassmasters Classic, which is like the Super Bowl of bass fishing, came to South Carolina for the first time. And uh, when they announced it, I dove over my couch, called up ESPN, and offered to pay them if they would let me ride in the boat and watch somebody fish. Well, I got paired with the guy who won the tournament. His name's Alton Jones, and Alton said, man, we're thinking about getting a chaplain. So we're looking at a lot of speakers. Your name keeps coming up. Would you be interested in being the chaplain? And I tried to look very spiritual. I bowed my head and you know looked like I was going to pray, and I said, let me pray about that for two seconds. Yes, I'd love to be the chaplain for the Bassmaster Tour, and so... I started with those guys in 2008, and basically what I do is I teach a Bible study for the guys and their families uh, before the tournament starts, and then I'm just kind of there as a pastor would be, and they have about every problem that a church would have. You know, people get sick, uh, family members, you know, die and get illnesses and their emergencies and, you know, all kind of, all manner that a pastor would do, and uh, I'm just there kind of as a a guy to be there that, that loves the Lord and cares about them and tries to give them hope in life. So that's kind of what, that's kind of well, how it that's, went. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. And that was, what, what year was that? What year did you, that was 2000, the, the chaplain for this group. 2009 is when I really started my duties. 2008 is when they asked me to do it. And uh, they put me in a in front of a panel of a bunch of pros and there was like Mark Davis and Edwin Evers and Randy Howell and, all these guys in that room, and I was just scared to death. But uh, but it was a uh, it turned out real well, and I have good relationships with all those guys, and uh, and I really enjoyed you know being a part of, of Bassmaster Elite Series. I don't know how much longer I'm going to do it or be able to do it, but uh, but I've really enjoyed you know my time with them. I guess it's been about 13, 14 years now, so it's been been a while. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And just to to elaborate a little bit on what you said, as far as you basically serve as the minister for these guys uh, on the weekends that they're, they're these tournaments, most of these guys have their home churches where where they are plugged in locally. But right. what you do is basically you you help create a local church for these guys at the tournaments. Is that essentially? Uh, would that be a good way of? Yeah, that's exactly it? right. And you know we're. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a you know we're all a part of the body of believers, and I have every type of denomination, so we're non-denominational. I have Baptists and Methodists and Catholics and Church of Christ and Pentecostals and you know every every manner of theology that you can imagine. But when we get there, you know, it gives them a way to to try to plug in uh, and get spiritually fed, uh, even where they're at work, and so. Uh, it's been a challenge, you know, to be able to meet all of those needs. You know, we kind of stay away from any kind of controversial, you know, theology subjects. And we don't back down with the gospel, but we, right. you know, we, we try to accommodate everyone on the tour. And uh, we're not pushing a denomination or, a, you know, way. We're, we're pushing that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what we're doing. So, now, One of the other things that I've heard you mention or heard brought up on, on your podcast is the Meet the Pros Night. 
uh, that that are held at, usually at different churches. I think. Are are you involved directly with that in any way? Yeah, with with Meet the Pros. Yeah, now that started uh, Glenn Chaplier, who used to be the chaplain for the FLW tour, started the Meet the Pros night, and uh, it is a great way. And we've adopted it over in the Bassmaster Elite Series. Uh, we call it Meet the Elites, and uh, we this year we're hoping to have one at every single tournament. You know, before it's kind of been sporadic. We've done two or three a year. Uh, but this year I've had some anglers come to me and say, look, we, we love this. We want to do it. And what they do, uh, they come in and we'll have two or three pros talk about the plan of salvation or talk about a testimony in their life. And then we'll have a question and answer time. And then, you know, they'll do little fishing seminars and things like that. And it's a great way for a church to attract people that would normally, you know, never darken the doors of a church. And so that's been a pretty awesome program that we do. Yeah. As far as prior to you becoming the chaplain uh, for the Elite Series, you had already established Well-Spoken Ministries. Is that correct? I did. I I started Well-Spoken Ministries in 2004. I was a youth pastor for about 15 years, and I was on a church staff, and I was getting asked to speak a lot of places. And I was gone all the time, and I would use all of my vacation days, all my revival days. And one time I came home, and my wife said, listen, you need to decide whether you're a youth pastor or whether you're a speaker. So I started praying about it, uh, prayed with a couple of different people. Adrian Dupre was one of those people, and you know, a lot of guys are on my board. I started praying with them, and um, we decided to step out in faith and start a full-time speaking ministry, and it was a step. It was tough. Um, I, was, I was at a big church as youth pastor, and uh, we left that comfort of that. To, to step out and start this ministry and uh and god blessed it it, it wasn't easy but uh but we you know we made it and uh, and so we've been doing it for, for however many years now so okay all right and well-spoken ministries is the organization that, that you actually work through in terms of your evangelism your speaking engagements uh and also uh Effectively, that's the financial way that you're able to go around and serve as the chaplain uh, to the Bassmaster Elites. Okay, I heard three three words in that. I heard well-spoken ministries, <laughs> financial, and elites. <laughs> that's all I heard. So, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, 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 you keep freezing oh, on me. So I got you. Okay. All right. As far as the uh with well spoken ministries well spoken ministries is the actual entity that uh i guess it's the organization that you work through uh that funds you yes. going around uh with the bassmaster yeah, we're, elites we're, yeah, is that correct that's right we're we're a 501c3 ministry and i started that uh just when i when i first started didn't know what to do didn't know how to do it and so I uh, talked with a couple of people that uh, that stepped out on faith and done ministries before, and they suggested I start out a 501c3. That took about a year uh, in that process of going through an attorney and getting all that filed and everything. And uh, and so we set up as a 501c3 nonprofit, and uh, I'm basically paid by Well-Spoken Ministries. And we're supported by gifts and what I bring in and speaking engagements. And then, uh, of course, we do our boat giveaway, and that's coming up in December. And uh, this will be the sixth bass boat I've given away, and, and that has really helped us tremendously uh, to be able to do what, you know, what we feel like we're called to do. 
in the early days, it was tough. It was tough financially. And uh, the boat giveaway has, has helped us to be able to pretty much do, you know, whatever we feel like we need to do. So it's been a blessing. And I was actually going to bring that up in a little bit, but we'll go ahead and talk about it now since you brought it up. Uh, the boat giveaway, that's coming up in about a month. And just just tell the tell the audience, what, what exactly is the boat giveaway? Well, what happened was we were looking for different ways to do fundraisers. And really, when you talk about ministries, you know, either either you're supported by a church or you're supported by your speaking engagements. And uh, it, it's a tough way for somebody who has a ministry to make a living. And so somebody suggested to us, I think it was Randy Howell, who does a boat giveaway uh, for an orphanage called the King's Home. And uh, and we started praying about it, and I was, you know, I was kind of iffy, and I prayed about it for five years before I ever decided to do it. And uh, I got asked to go fishing down in North Carolina with a guy. Uh, he was a wealthy individual. He took me out on a big boat, and he said, what's your holdup about doing the boat giveaway? And I said, well, you know, if we, if we don't sell enough tickets, you know, I'm stuck with paying for a boat. And he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you don't sell enough tickets, I'll buy all the tickets for the boat. And he never had to buy a single ticket. And it, it just took off from there. Uh, every year, we've pretty much topped the year before. And uh, it enabled us to go from just really like one day I would go with Bassmaster and I'd sleep in my truck. The next day, I would go and sleep in a motel. And it was kind of like that. And I never could stay the entire time because we just didn't have the funding to be able to do that. It's just an expensive uh, you know, proposition to do ministry, just like any ministry is, whether you go to Africa, whether you doing missions or whatever you do. It has to be funded somehow, and uh, the boat giveaway is pretty much, you know, financially provided me the opportunity. If a church says, "Chris, we can't, we want you to come in and preach, but we can't pay you anything," I can still go, and it frees me up to share the gospel, you know, wherever and whenever somebody wants me to come. And so uh, it's been a it's been a real blessing for us. That's amazing to hear that that worked out that well where he didn't have to buy all the tickets uh, the the Lord provided in that way. As far as your speaking engagements go, what is the most common type of engagement that you're asked to come and speak for? Yeah, well, you know, when I was in college, uh, I got on with the Southern Baptist Convention's uh, somersault team. And we would do five weeks of camp and five weeks of revival services. So I really, I preached a hundred revivals before I ever graduated from college. And so when you're a speaker, typically what happens is you kind of get pigeonholed into a certain group. There's some guys that are considered youth speakers. Some guys are considered, you know, revival speakers. I'm kind of a, an all of the above, but primarily I talk to men's ministry groups. And the reason I do that is because men are important in the church today. It's not to say that women aren't important. As a matter of fact, women have carried our churches for the last 60 years. And my challenge to men is that we need to step up to the plate, and we need to be the leaders in the homes, and we need to be the leaders in the church, and therefore being the leaders in the world. And uh, so most of my events are men's ministry events. I do a lot of wild game banquets, sportsmen's banquets. Uh, I still do a good number of revival services. I love to fill in on Sunday mornings, uh, but uh, primarily I'm a men's ministry speaker, and uh, and that's the the target audience. I feel like if you reach the man, you're going to reach the entire family. For folks that may be interested in reaching out to you to 
have you come and speak at, at one of their events. How would they go about doing that? About getting me to an event, um, it's really easy. You can go to chriswells.org and uh, and just click the links up there. My phone number will be on there. They can just give me a call. I, I do most of my booking now just off of my phone or off of uh, email, and uh, and we'll work around your schedule. One of the things I tell people is, um, you know, if I can't come to your event on that day, I will help find you a speaker because I know a lot of really good guys that are biblically sound and do a really great job, you know, in the field that, that, that we do. But but I love to speak at churches. I would speak at a church every night if I could. I really would. And I've noticed here lately uh, over the last few weeks on Instagram, uh, when, typically whenever you're going uh, to these different engagements, you've posted uh, your excitement that you get to share Jesus and ask folks to pray for you. And that's one of my big things with this show is uh, in terms of support is prayer. Uh, in what specific ways can people support you through prayer? You, you know, specifically to pray for me, number one, is that, um, that, that God fills up our calendar, that, that we just we get a chance to speak every opportunity that we can. If a Sunday or a Thursday or whenever rolls around, and I have the opportunity to share the gospel, uh, that's what I want to do. So my first prayer is that we will always have the opportunity to be able to go places to be able to share the gospel with people. That's number one. You know, number two uh, is just that, that I will be, I will have integrity and I will do my ministry uh, as Jesus would have me to do it until he calls me not to do it again. And so those would be the two biggest things is that I want to be faithful in doing what he's called me to do, and I want to have opportunity to be able to do what he's called me to do, and that's to share the gospel with people, to, to exposit the word of God in a way that people can understand that they can have a relationship with Christ. And, and that's the, the biggest thing uh, that, that we face is, uh, you know, we uh, just getting the word out that, that, that I'm available and, there are churches that think, well, you know, we can't afford to bring in a speaker or stuff like that. I want to go. I don't care if it's two people or 10,000 people. You know, we'll, we'll go and we'll, we'll share the gospel with people. So that, that's my main prayer request. Okay. When it comes to sharing the gospel, there are two areas that I'd like to uh, talk to you about also before we go ahead and, and wrap the episode up. But the first of those areas yeah. is your podcast. Uh, you have a podcast called the Bass Chaplain yeah. Podcast. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And tell us tell us a little bit about it. I enjoy listening to it, uh, but I'm sure there's some folks that haven't heard it before that are listening here that, that may be interested. Yeah. Well, I I was just uh, I've always been fascinated by podcasting. Uh, there would be times when I I didn't have speaking engagements and I felt like I wanted to share, and I wanted to be able to get the testimonies of the guys that are in the fishing world out because they have some magnificent testimonies. As a matter of fact, I think of all the pro sports that I've ever watched in my life, there's probably more Christians in bass fishing than it is any other sport. And I guess it just lends itself for that. And so my, my goal was simply to let the people in the fishing industry tell their faith stories, to tell their, you know, how they came to faith in Christ uh, what God is doing in their life, 
throughout the fishing industry in the hopes of that there will be men and and young people that will hear them and they will be inspired by them. Guys, you know, like like Hank Parker and, you know, Mark Rose, Andy Montgomery, Ott Defoe, uh, all the people in the fishing industry, Chase Anderson, the owner of Bassmaster, uh, we try to interview all of those people and just say, hey, tell us how you came to faith in Christ. What is the deal? And we'll ask them fishing questions and we'll get fishing information. But the gist of it, the reason for it is to connect, you know, fishing with faith that, you know, we want to bring in a fisherman, bring in a guy that's interested in fishing. You know, he might want to come in and learn a certain technique or whatever, or maybe he's just a fan of that particular pro. But in addition, he's going to get the driving force of that pro's life, and that will be their relationship with Christ. Okay. Yeah, and it, it just carries along with the slogan that you have that uh, the folks that are watching this on YouTube can see there behind you, but the, the listeners, uh, just, just for them, the, the slogan that you have is where faith and fishing hook up, which is pretty cool. And the second thing that I wanted to ask you about is that I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about is uh, the devotional that is out yeah, now that, yeah, that you had a hand in writing. And you got it right here. We, uh, you got it right I here. I don't have my copy. I'm going <laughs> to bring my copy. There you go. That's it. That's the one. I got it. I actually I got, got my copy at the Classic yeah. earlier this year, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, we actually bought a copy for my father-in-law and uh, had had it signed by all you guys, all three of you. And we're going to give it to him for Father's Day. And then you came and spoke at our church, and he got a copy. So we were like, well, a couple, <laughs> shortly thereafter, we gave him the autographed copy said, here, you you take this one. And then the one that you got the other week when, when Chris was at the church, give that one to somebody else. But Give it us, away. Tell us That's about right. yeah. the, the book and, and how'd you – Whose idea was it? And how did how did you guys decide to go about having this done? Well, you know, I started writing my section of the book probably ten years ago, <laughs> and so uh, James Niggemeyer and Captain Blake Smith came to me and they said, "Man, we're, we're thinking we ought to write a devotional book, and all of us ought to write, you know, fifteen days." And I said, "Well, here are my fifteen days right here." I mean, it was that quick for me. Um, but but we wanted to do a, a devotional book that that had a bass fishing flavor to it, where we could bring uh, the experiences of a you know of two touring pros and then my experience from being the chaplain uh, to be able to write uh, a devotion where guys would see the need to. Um, Sorry, my phone's going off. That where guys would see the need to spend time with God, because as you know, anytime I talk with somebody, my big thing in life is there's nothing more important that you can do as a Christian than spending time with God. And people know that they should do that. They know they're supposed to, but they just don't do it. Well, the the, the morning bite book is 45 days, and we wrote 45 days just because it takes 40 days to build a habit of getting into the presence of God. And it has a, you know, if you if you look at the book, it has a section where it's got a scripture verse, and then it's got a devotional thought right there that goes along with that scripture verse. And the uh, what we designed it to do is just to help guys who normally don't do their devotional to, to be interested enough to say, you know what, this is, this is something I can do in my life. 
and we wrote it short. It's a short little book, a short little devotional, because we know men have the attention span of a gnat, and uh, and and they don't like to read, you know, a, a lot of big things, and uh, and so that's kind of how it came about, and uh, it was a, you know, it was a labor of love, and and we've just enjoyed uh, getting to to be able to share it with everybody, you know, throughout the fishing world. Okay. Now, if somebody wanted a copy, how how could they go about uh, getting a copy for themselves or for presents since yeah. Christmas is coming up? How, where where can they find copies of, of the devotional? Hopefully, the devotional is going to be up in the next couple of days on the chriswells.org page, or you can just give me a call or shoot me an email, and, uh, and we'll get you a copy of that book. And, and if you've got a church that wants to order a lot of copies of them, like the other day I had a church, and they said, hey, you know, we want to, we want a hundred copies. And, and so I just, you know, basically just shipped them over to them, took them over to them. And, uh, you know, I'll drive them, you know, if it's 50 or more, I'll drive them anywhere in South Carolina. <laughs> and so, um, you know, you can get them for Christmas, but, uh, but they can check, you know, keep checking the website. And if they're not up on the website by this week, just give me a call or shoot me an email and I'll be happy to give you, you know, as many copies as you'd like. So. Now, as far as supporting, uh, your ministry, you know, we talked about prayer already. How how folks can pray for you, but financially, uh, we've also yeah. uh, you you've discussed the boat raffle. Uh, how can somebody who wants right, to buy yeah. a ticket for the boat raffle? How can they do that? And then, what are some other ways that they could support Well Spoken Ministries financially? Well, I appreciate that. You know, on our website, we have a donation button, and all the donations are given to us are tax deductible. Uh, the boat giveaway is a different entity. Because it's a it's a duly registered raffle, so we can't give a tax break on that. But if you want to buy a boat ticket, you go to the chriswells.org, click Win the Nitro, and it'll come up. Uh, the tickets are a hundred dollars a ticket, and we're going to do the drawing at five o'clock on December the sixteenth at Bass Pro Shop in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, and you can buy a ticket up until four p.m. that day, the day of. And uh, we sell the vast majority of tickets on the very day that we give the boat away. And I think, uh, yeah, I think last year there was upwards of 400, 500 tickets sold on that day. So. Last year, uh, you actually had the raffle live at the, well, it's Bass Pro now, but at the Cabela's in Greenville. Uh, are you going to be doing that again this yeah, year? Yeah, and, and, and when I say... Yes, yeah, is the Cabela's in Greenville actually became Bass Pro Shop. They changed the name from Cabela's to Bass Pro Shop. Right. And most people don't know that yet, but it's uh, it's Bass Pro Shop Greenville now. And but that's where we'll be. And we'll be in the parking lot out there. Uh Andy Montgomery, uh, Major League Fishing Pro, Andy Montgomery's usually there. Um you know, all my board members will be there and we're governed by a board of directors that, you know, that go through everything that we do. And um when we do the raffle, uh, we we find a random kid in, in the in the Bass Pro Shop that day, and and they draw they do the drawing. We have like five cameras on that on his hand or her hand, whoever's drawing the ticket out, and it's uh, Facebook Live on the Bass Chaplain Facebook channel, and and then we'll put it up on YouTube. We'll put all the angles, all the deal up on YouTube, and so we're a duly registered raffle uh, with the state of South Carolina. And uh, every year we file a raffle report uh, with the state, with the Secretary of State. And so it accounts for every ticket, every every dollar that, that goes into that raffle is accounted for uh, by the state of South Carolina. So um, 
But it, it's been a really great deal, and if you'd like to come out and see us that day, you know, we'll be hanging out the whole time, eating chicken wings, and uh, Andy Montgomery will be talking about fishing, and uh, a lot of people come up and, uh, and you know, visit with Andy. And you, in addition, we're giving away 10 loose rod and reels, well, actually 10 loose reels. We, we gave away rods one year, but we found it is hard to ship a rod through the mail, and so we just we just give away reels now. So. Okay, and that is December 16th, is that correct? 16th, yes, that's right, yeah. Okay, so December, December 16th, 16th, we'll be there. Tailgate party, boat giveaway, Yep. got 10 reels given away at the Bass Pro in Greenville parking right. lot. Hopefully we can, we can make it up there with the kids and uh, hang out for a little bit. Do you keep toilet paper in your vehicle for any on-the-wim adventures? Do, do I keep toilet paper, paper in my vehicle? In yes, vehicle? I do. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, I do. What is yes, your I do. Yes, type yes. of camping? <laughs> my preferred type of camping would be in a camper. In a camper. In a camper. Yeah. Okay. Crappy or crappie? Okay. I grew up saying crappy, but as you become a speaker and you go out of South Carolina, everybody else says crappie. So it depends on where I am. Okay. Mountains or beach? Man, every every question is going to be it depends because – if I'm if I'm at the beach on the bay, it's beach. But if I'm not if I'm on the laying out on the beach, it's mountains. So now, of the following options, which would you say is a staple in your cooler when you go on an adventure or on a day on the lake fishing? Beef jerky, trail mix, or stand up weenies, which is buying. You can name all of them. Or do I have with, to do it? That Beef jerky would be in my cooler. Okay, so beef jerky. Yeah, yeah, I'd be beef jerky. What is your lower carbs? What is your favorite Bible story? The woman caught in adultery in John chapter eight. Okay, what is an outdoor related slang term you know that you don't think a lot of people might know? Golly, that's a, that's a, um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. And I'm, I'm drawing a total blank on that one. Um, a slang term that someone may not. Okay. Uh, take me to the hill. Take me to the hill. That's what I would say. You know what that means? In, in South Carolina, if I'm in a boat and I say, I say, take me to the hill, Bo. That means I need to go to the land. But people outside of South Carolina, a certain part of South Carolina, like Santee Cooper, if you're out of that, they always say, "What hill are you talking about?" And it, you know, and take me to the hill is is slang for get me to the land, get me to the land, take me to the hill. So that would be it. I told okay. that to James Nigemeyer, he had no idea what I was talking about. Okay, no clue. Take me to the hill, Bo. That's what. What is the most unique thing on your outdoor bucket list? The most unique thing on my outdoor bucket list. Hmm. It would it would have to be 
my outdoor bucket list. Uh, it would have to be a, a suppressor for my AR. That's the next thing on my bucket list. So, what would be okay. your choice? A canoe, kayak, paddle boat, or a stand-up paddleboard? It's gonna go. I'm gonna go kayak. I'm a yacker. Okay. I was a kayaker before it was cool to be a kayaker. I got you. Bigfoot or Sasquatch? Bigfoot. That's him. Okay. Yeah. I already knew. And, and by the way, I, think I, I already knew you're South Carolina's you leading authority on Bigfoot. Yeah. Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Okay. I'm in with well, both of them. So, yeah. All right, so I think that I've already got the answer to this follow-up question, but does Bigfoot exist? Unequivocally. No doubt. No doubt. I'm a believer. Now, have you been to the Bigfoot festivals that are in the areas, or here in the area? I think there's one in North Carolina in the spring that we're going to take the kids to. Have you ever been to that one? I'm more serious about I'm more serious about my Bigfoot, so I don't attend festivals unless David Politis is there lecturing. But I'm 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 pretty serious about my Bigfooting, and so I don't you know I like to talk I about serious. You. I like to get with serious minds about the Squatch. What hobby uh, do you enjoy most that is unrelated to the outdoors? Okay, not related. No, wow, not related to the outdoors. I was going to say metal detecting, but that's definitely related to the outdoors is uh, what I like to do. Goodness, um, not related to the outdoors. What is my favorite hobby? Goodness, I'm trying to think of what I do that's not outdoor related. There is not much that I do. Probably reading, just reading. Uh, well, what book are you currently reading? Okay, actually, I'm reading three books currently. Uh, one is by a guy named Jeremy Kingsley called Be Last, and it is an awesome, awesome book. And uh, another one is, is called Mind Monsters, and a third one is uh, Killing Santini by Pat Conroy. So I'm, I'm, I'm in process of all three of those books right now in some stage in them. Well, I appreciate you playing along. Again, Chris, thank you for uh, being on and letting me talk with you and interview you. And it's been very informative for me and I'm sure for the audience as well. All right, brother. Thank you for having me.